I know we have a few visitors here today because of the uh, ball game last night, football game last night. And so I do want to say welcome to you. And just to let you know, um, there has been a change here at the Catholic Center. Um, as of July 1st of this year, the Franciscans, after staffing the Catholic Center for almost seven, seven decades, pulled out of here, not because there was any problem, anything wrong, simply because the order was consolidating and they had to make some decisions and, and so pulled out of 10 places in the United States uh, or in their province. So as of July 1st, the Archdiocese of Atlanta took over again the Catholic Center. It always belonged to the Archdiocese, but the Franciscans were invited to staff this Catholic Center when it began many decades ago. But the Archdiocese has taken it back in the sense now Archdiocesan priests are assigned here, so there is myself and Father Brian, and we started here on the 1st of July. So I just wanted to share that with you. The Philippians, letter to the Philippians, Philippi. What was, where was Philippi? Philippi was a town in northern Greece, Macedonia. It was a pretty important place. Philippi is actually named after Philip, Macedonian, who was the father of Alexander the Great. Philippi was an, became an important Roman town, but it was basically populated by Greek-speaking people and also by scattering of Jews who lived in, in Philippi. And so it's around the year 49 or 50 AD, 49 or 50 AD, that St. Paul came to Philippi. Philippi would be the first Christian community that he would establish in what would become known as Europe. And today we hear, and this is what I'd like to focus on, the second reading from Paul's letter to the Philippians. We hear from Paul speaking to this community, a community he established in 49 or 50 AD. He's writing this letter from prison, probably written somewhere around 55 AD. And in this letter that he's writing from prison, and why is he in prison? Well, he's in prison because of the things that he's done in terms of the gospel. Uh, and, and we're not quite sure where he was in prison, but it's assumed yes, he was. He's writing to this community doing what, as we hear today? He's encouraging them. Have no anxiety. Pray constantly. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Do the honorable thing. Do the just thing. So it's a letter, the selection we have here, but even if you read the whole letter of St. Paul to the Philippians, it's very much a letter of encouragement about what it means to be church. So I want us to think about that for a moment. Jesus Christ founded the church. He promised to guide it in all truth. But he founded the church on 12 apostles. Jesus didn't found the church on perfect people. In fact, very imperfect. If you read the apostles, I mean, all you have to do is go into Scripture to see some of the things they say. We learn about them. We discover they were not perfect people, but they were those who Jesus chose to share his mission with. And he gave to them a very special responsibility, and that was to help to build the kingdom, the kingdom of God on earth. And he taught them what that kingdom of God was all about. But they were never perfect. But Jesus promise. He said, I will guide you in truth. And so what Jesus basically said is that he would work through imperfection. And ever since that point, 
the church has always been imperfect. We are saints and we are sinners. And I invite us today, I know we think about a church, this is the church building. Many times when people, Catholics, think about the church, they think about the Pope and the bishops, the hierarchy. I want us to think about the church in the sense of all of us, ecclesia, the body of Christ, which isn't just about hierarchy, it's hierarchy, it's about all of us. We are. You're 99% of the church. You, the body of Christ, laity, people of God. I want us to think about that. Throughout its history, the church has never been perfect. I think it's kind of apropos that today, October 4th, which would be St. Francis Day, we think St. Francis and those of you who have been members of this community with the Franciscans who were with them for many, many decades know this problem backwards, forwards, upwards, and downwards. And that is that St. Francis heard God speaking to him, and he heard God calling him to go rebuild his church. And Francis thought that was the church he was sitting in, San Damiano, outside of Assisi, but it really wasn't. It was about the body of Christ. The body of Christ is struggling. St. Francis came along many, many centuries ago at a time of very much struggle in the church and a lot of corruption, a lot of not such good things going on. And so the Lord used Francis, as he's used many other people at those particular times, to help rebuild his church. There are many people, including many Catholics, who've left the church, who believe that the church is hypocritical. The church is full of hypocrisy. And I would have to say it's true. The church is full of hypocrisy. If hypocrisy means we say one thing and sometimes do another, it's absolutely true. There is hypocrisy in the church. There is hypocrisy in those who lead and guide us, and there is hypocrisy within ourselves. We sometimes say one thing and do another. But just as in the beginning of the life of the church, so now in the church, God chooses to work through you and me, not because we have it all together in our lives, not because we do everything Jesus asks us to do perfectly, but because we have made that commitment. You are here today, we are celebrating today, and hopefully every day trying to live out our faith. And sometimes with God's grace we do it well, and sometimes we don't do it oh so well at all. But we're seeking to do that. When I think of the church and, and its hypocrisy, I also think, though, of the good things that the church does throughout the world. There are so many ways that the Catholic Church, and I'm only speaking of the Catholic Church today, I'm a Catholic priest. There are so many ways in which the church, the body of Christ, is doing good and beautiful things in this world, in our country and in the world. There is. But you know, for most of us, we don't connect with the universal church because that's not where, where we're at. We're not out there someplace. We're right here or wherever you come from because you're visiting today. That's where you live. And I would have to say here at the Catholic Center, I believe even in our imperfection, we are doing good things. Do, are we always perfect? No, of course not. We are the broken body of Christ. We're sinners. And yet, I have seen in the months that I've been here, the three months that I've been here, so many awesome, beautiful ways that this community is caring, whether it's in the giving of time and talent, whether it's treasure, the gifts, when the many donations, the way this community has respond, responded to our college youth, to the needs that they have, to, to people who, the, the poor, the marginalized, the disenfranchised, I have seen this, and I know, and we know this 
certainly long previous to these three months, Father Brian and I have come here, that this community, which was filled with Franciscans, was very much a community looked out in the world and wanted in, their, in this city, in this world, not just here at UGA, but out to help make this world a better place, even in our imperfection, even in our sinfulness. We are saints and sinners. And so really, my brothers and sisters, we are. You know, you think back, and, you, and we think of what St. Paul said today in the second reading, written A.D. 55, so long ago. But what he said back then is, is applicable now in 2020 as the whatever day or days it was that he wrote that. And that is this. Don't have anxieties. Don't get all caught up. Find your peace in the Lord. Not a peace that ignores, ignores things. We all worry about things. We have struggles. But ultimately, find your strength in the Lord. In doing, in doing that, then be people of prayer. Lift your hearts, your minds to the Lord. Connect to the Lord. Connect to the Lord every day. Make, bring the Lord into your life because that's where the Lord wants to be. Walk with the Lord. And in doing that, then, therefore, do good. That's what God wants all of us to do. I believe you have been doing good. But I'm saying it again. And I say it as much to myself as I say it to you. Sometimes we as preachers preach more to ourselves than we preach to you because we too are hypocrites at times. We too are broken. We too are sinners. And we too need to hear the gospel, not just you. And so do good in the world. Make a difference. Don't just complain about it. Don't just blah, blah about it as we see often out there where everybody has an opinion about everything. Do good in the world. You can't change everything. But each of us, every day, can make some little kind of difference if we do what St. Paul in the second reading asked us to do, to always seek the good, to be honorable, to care about justice, to be compassionate, to be merciful, to be workers in the vineyard of the Lord helping to make more present God's kingdom on this earth. That's our mission. That's what it's all about. Today, we in the United States, remember this day also is Respect Life Sunday. And I think that so very much goes with what I just said. The church sometimes in this day and age is a voice crying out in the wilderness. The church numerous times in this day and age is a voice that, that speaks for the disenfranchised, the poor, the weak, the lame, in a way that sometimes other voices don't. It really does. You know, the church's living out the gospel in terms of justice is probably one of its greatest things. And we're all a part of that. And so life, from the womb to the tomb, how we treat one another, how we care for the innocent, how we reach out to the stranger, how we don't build walls, divisions between each other, rather how we embrace one another how we help build God's kingdom on this earth. 
that reaches beyond politics. That reaches beyond just what my own personal opinion is. That reaches to the gospel of Jesus Christ and what he is asking of us. But again, we can't do everything, but we can each do our little part. Because I believe today that there's not a one of us sitting in this chapel who in some way doesn't want to help make this world a better place. So don't give in to the pessimist. Don't give in to the naysayer. Don't give in to discouragement. Don't give in. Help proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Each of us help to make God's kingdom a little bit more present on this side of eternity. So again, I leave you with the words of St. Paul. Be not anxious. Pray constantly. Do good. Do the honorable. Be just. Do what is right. make a difference. Amen.